previously on Kids on Bikes. I just want to make sure, Kat, that you're home tonight. Okay. Because, well, we're having Ellis around for dinner. And, you know, everyone kind of knows the town historian, Leon G'day. Garrett is going to use his actual library card to check out the map that Meg tried to steal. Kids have been disappearing from this town for 50 years. Sure, oh, Leon G'day. G'day. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Everyone knows that. Well, yeah. of course I knew y'all all knew Maybe if you stopped going off by yourself, we could impart some knowledge of having lived here all our lives. I'm just saying. Uh, my mom invited Ellis to dinner after she made all the witch books into fiction and then just took them out of rotation completely. But y'all can come over if you want. In front of you guys, you are seeing Kat pulling some wicked stunts. You notice that it's, um, it's gotten pretty cold. What did you do, Hollow? I I ran away, and they really want me back. Why do they want you so badly? The witch is my mom. A couple weeks ago, he went out to the woods and saw us doing some things, and he got away from us that night, but they wanted to get him. Can I hide in the leaf pile and jump out at them and yell, boo? Boo! When Max disappeared, they got run out of town on a rail. And she pulls out these uh, hot water bottles. I will go along with acting like everything's normal, but my role here is to not let Ellis leave. At the head of the table is Ellis. Thank you for coming. It's about damn time. Time stops. Mary, you are sitting at home with your dad. It's kind of a dreary night. Your mom went out earlier in the day to go run some errands. She went down to Boston and, well, you haven't heard from her in a while and you and your dad are maybe a little bit worried and you're sitting at the table just having kind of a thrown together dinner. What are you having for dinner? We're just eating something out of a can, just like soup. Like it's like a kind of like a nice good soup weather. So like, okay, we have cans in the pantry for that just just that such an occasion i'm just i'm picturing you with just a can like open spooning it right out i have i have a bowl dad insists on eating it out of a can like he did in the merchant marine (laughs) yeah okay okay yeah so y'all y'all are having some it's like off brand like it's like crumbles brand yeah (laughs) crumbles tomato soup right Fortified with vitamin R. Right. Pretty sure and... tomato is in the public domain, guys. <laughs> Soup isn't. Yeah. Here it crumbles. We can't be too careful. <laughs> <laughs> there is a knock at the door. And Mike kind of tenses up and stands up and goes over to the door and opens it up. And you hear... Uh, uh, kind of muffled. Good good evening. Um, you can't really make out the words aside from good evening, but shortly after that, your dad walks back into the kitchen with Officers Face and Samson. And they sit down at the table with you. And your dad is pale. Just like automatically. What do you, what do, you do? Well, I nervously set my spoon down in my bowl. I sort of very quietly say dad is it is everything okay he is not meeting your eyes at all and officer face speaks up 
and says, um, Mary Sue, there was there was an accident in the subway systems in Boston. And well, there's no easy way to say this. Um, but your your mom's not coming back. No, no, it's Mary, and she's. Yeah, this is a mistake. This is some sort of misunderstanding. She's, she's, she's just going into the city for the evening, and then and then she's coming back, and and we're going, we're going to. We had plans for the weekend, and we, this is a, this is some sort of mistake. Go back and go back and double check on. She, this is a mistake. I, you, you're at we, the wrong house. We we double checked. We we know. We we know what she looks like. We were we were called. She had her ID on her. It was there were a lot of there were a lot of casualties. Your your mom was one of them. No, no, you're wrong. You've made a mistake. Go back and check it again. Uh, Mike puts his hand on your shoulder and says, "Mary, please. I know this is tough, and we're gonna get through this." Dad, tell him. Tell him. Tell him, mom's fine. It's dad. She's Mary. Mary, I can't do that. Your mom's not kind of. Your your mom's dead, Mary. And Mary uh, runs from the room. For the first time in her life, she wants to be alone. Okay, where does she go? She goes up to her room. Okay, and what what does she what does she do there? She closes the door, and I mean, yeah, she just she just jumps onto her bed and. Like sort of buries her face in it. She doesn't. She doesn't want this. Like she's basically hiding from the whole world. Like she just doesn't want this to be the world she lives in. Okay. All right. Let's let's change focus. Meg. Yeah. It's that same night. <sighs> yeah. And you are sitting at home. It's probably about eight o'clock on a Friday night. What are you doing? Uh, my dad's probably watching TV, and I'm on the couch reading a comic book. Okay, what comic book? Batman. Nice. So yeah, you're sitting there. Your dad's watching TV, and the phone rings, and you hear your mom call from the other room. I'll get it, and she goes and answers the phone, and you hear low murmurs, but you hear a what the cuss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of of course. Come right, come right over. And a few minutes later, there's a knock at the door, and it is Mike and Mary Sue, both with tears in their eyes. They look like they've had a pretty rough night. Your mother invites them in, and they tell you just play with Mary Sue. We're gonna go talk with with Mike for a little bit, and they go off into the kitchen. And you and Mary Sue are left alone in the living room. Hey, hey. Mary, Mary Sue, what's what's wrong? I mean, like, what's going on? Some, some, some officers came to our our house and said that 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 my mom was in a was in an accident on the T tonight. What? What? And that she's what? and that she's dead, Meg. They, no. They, no. <laughs> no. That's ridiculous. What? I just, what? I just I just don't know. I don't know what to do. What? That I, that's not possible. But Mary. What? And Mary embraces Meg. And Meg just stands there being hugged because she has no idea what to do with all this information. She's just in shock. I'd say you probably sit awkwardly, not really knowing what to do for like an hour and change. Like you're probably reading your comic book. I'm guessing you've probably offered Mary Sue a comic book to read because you don't really know what else to do in this situation. Would you say that's accurate? Uh, No, because Mary Sue and I were really good friends. This is my best friend. Okay. So... I'm still in shock, 
and Mary Sue is crying uncontrollably, and I'm trying to comfort her and not not be a hot mess of myself. Okay, roll charm. Oh, me? Charm? Oh, yeah. Fuck. <laughs> That's a D4. That's a two. Okay, so you're not super charming. <laughs> cool. You come off as, like, awkward, right? Okay. Like, what do you say in a situation like this? How? How could your mom be dead? How, how could this happen? Why was she in Boston? Why? I don't think that Mary would be responsive. I think it's pretty well established that when she's upset, she kind of goes to a different place. So she's crying interspersed. Like, it's more, as the hour rolls on, she just sort of goes into sort of just like a staring off into the distance sort of place, um, not responding. Okay. I think you probably try and have some sort of conversation with her and she's just stonewalling you entirely, Meg. And after a while, Mike comes and collects Mary Sue and off they go. And your parents sit you down uh, in the living room and say, Meg, we probably should talk about what happened. Did you talk to Mary Sue? Well, I, how, why, was she, why was she in Boston? What, how, are they sure? What, what happened? I... I mean, she was running some errands, um, I think doing some some shopping. But, what? And. Why? Why? What? People go shopping, Meg, it's. But, no. It's a thing that happens. Why is, how is she gone? Like, it's, how how is she gone? There was an accident on the tee, and but, she's just. No. She's just gone. No, it 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 can't be her. No, no. Mar Margaret, please. No, just. I know that this is tough. <sighs> I know that you've known her your whole life. This is tough for everybody. We know how close you are with Mary Sue, and she needs you to be strong right now. But, but I, I but it's Evelyn. It's it's I, I need her and. If she's gone, it's not it's not gonna be okay. It's not gonna be okay at all. We know. We know it's not gonna be okay. And <sighs> there's nothing that we're gonna be able to do to make it okay. That's just gonna have to happen with time. And Meg stomps out of that room. They look at each other and say, Well, that's probably about the best we could have expected out of that. And dump away. What are where are you going? What are you doing? I leave the house. I'm going to go on my bike. I'm just I'm just going to ride my bike around the neighborhood. I don't want to be in the house. Okay. While on your bike, I think it's safe to say that you're a little emotional and you you have a an accident on your bike and fall over. It is it's February, so maybe some ice. Yeah. Meg's clumsy. There we go. So that's yeah. You you don't see some ice on the sidewalk and you slip. You lose control of your bike and you fall over and skin your knee pretty bad. It's always my knee. What do you do? Like, how bad are we talking? Like, I'm limping. <laughs> or just... Well, let's put it on a scale of 1 to 10. Let me see. Oh, Jesus, that's a 10. <laughs> okay, so my knee has been dislocated at this point. <laughs> yes, that is actually exactly what happens. You dislocate your knee. Okay. I'd say you're probably about a mile and a half away from home. Okay. It's not really possible for you to walk home like that. Mm -hmm. So how do you get home? What do you do? Well, I'm still in my neighborhood, so I'm going to go to a neighbor's house. Okay. Uh, I'm going to knock on their door, 
and asks to use the phone. So you knock on the door of the first house that you get to, and the owner of the house opens the door and says, Hello there. Hi, uh, my my name is Meg Clark, and I live I live just a little ways from in the neighborhood. I fell down. I need to call my parents. Can I use your phone? Oh goodness, yes, yes, please come on in. D- oh, oh, that knee does not look good at all. Yeah, no, it's bad. Can I have some ice too, if it's not too much trouble? Definitely. Uh, hey, hey, Garrett, will you um, will you get some ice, please, for for our friend here? Okay. Yeah, sure thing. I got it. Thank you. I call my parents. Yeah. My dad comes, gets me. Your dad comes and picks you up. Not super jazzed that you ran away, basically. You ran out of the house, but he comes to get you and uh, brings you back home. Oh, boy. So let's shift focus to Randall. All right. It's uh, about 1030 at night, and you and Ed just got home from the hospital. Everyone is very tired mentally and emotionally you just said goodbye to your mom and ed basically just pulls in the driveway unlocks the door and you both go in and he just goes right to bed because he is just done with the day what do you do so randall's sitting there for what feels to him like hours upon hours but it's probably only five minutes and he's just getting angrier and angrier because this is the one person that he needed that he still needed to stick around Mm-hmm. And finally, he just, he, he gets so angry. He goes, he finds the keys, and he drives off, and he heads over to a, a little clearing of woods that he knows from scouts, because that's where he goes to clear his head. Okay, so you drive off to the clearing, and paint me a picture of this clearing. What's, uh, I guess, what's it look like? Why, why does it give Randall so much peace? So it's part of the Piney Woods. I mean, he's out in East Texas. The trees are, are tall. It's it's that smell of cedar all over. It's really not even so much the look, but it's the fact that he's been there so many times. Like, this is, this is where they do nature walks with all the Boy Scouts. This is where they do different tracking stuff and using compasses. It's just a place that he knows really really well okay you're very comfortable here you know it very well and you are just going for a walk you're just gonna walk around in the in the woods and kind of clear your head right that's what he starts doing Mm -hmm. but as he gets in there he finally feels comfortable enough to let go and he's just screaming and crying he is letting loose all of the pain that he's been feeling about what just happened at that hospital. Okay. So after a few minutes of that, you look up, clear your eyes a little bit, and realize that you don't actually know where you are anymore. You don't recognize the part of the woods that you're in. You can't really tell the path that you came through. For the first time in a really long time, you are lost, I guess, both physically and emotionally. You're you're lost. Yep. And the trees are full enough that you can't really see any stars or the moon clear enough to really be able to, to find your way back easily. So what do you do? At this point, Randall just falls to the ground, just limply falls over and just, I mean, is quietly crying. 
There's nothing else that he can do. He's too exhausted to think through how to get out of here at this point. As you're doing that, you hear a couple of twigs snap, and you realize that you're kind of up on a hill. And as you look down the hill, you see a pack of coyotes. They haven't noticed you that you can tell, but they're they're finishing up their own dinner, it seems, and you're, you realize that you're starting to lose your footing a little bit at the top of this hill as you're looking down. Roll flight for me. That explodes. It's a five. Oh, your flight is a D4? Yep. Oh, geez. Okay. So you take a tumble, and you roll down the hill right into that pack of coyotes, and they are not happy that you've interrupted their meal, and they start circling you and one of them actually lean like reaches in and scratches you pretty bad on your arm and it's i mean it is scary you are petrified and right at that moment you hear running you hear shouting and the coyotes all kind of scatter as ed comes charging in and he picks you up and says damn it randall what the cuss are you doing i don't care yeah just take me home I don't care what happens now. Just get me home. Okay. And he loads you up in his truck and drives you home. As we're in the truck, I, uh, I I rip off a part of my shirt and just wrap it around my arm so I can get the bleeding to stop a little bit. How, how deep was that cut? On a scale of 1 to 10, let's do the same thing here. Oh, a 9. Jesus. <laughs> You're going to need some stitches and in Real bad. He's not driving you home. He's driving you to the hospital. Oh, God. So he's driving you to the hospital, and he is not particularly happy about it. He's saying, look, we've been here too many cussing times, and I don't ever want to come back here. Do you understand me? And at this point, the bleeding is bad enough that Randall is kind of fading in and out. So the only thing he's saying, while he knows enough to keep pressure on it, but the only thing he keeps saying over and over is, just take me home, Dad. He takes you to the hospital, you get patched up, and you get home. Garrett. Yeah. It is October 1956. Mm-hmm. Your parents have surprised you by taking you to a carnival. It's been a fun night so far. You had fun on the Ferris wheel. Uh, you were a little scared with how high it went, but you still had fun. Uh, your mom was there holding your hand the whole time. Your dad tried to win you a stuffed animal at a shooting range, but fell just a little short of it. You're walking through the midway and you see a big sign that says Haunted House and you feel compelled to go in. You haven't really seen something like this before. You ask to go in and your dad says, yeah, all right. Your mom's like, I don't don't know. I I think he's a little young. And your dad says, it'll be fine. We'll do this. We've we've got it. And uh, so they buy your tickets the three of you walk in and you're holding uh, each of their hands. Tell me a little bit about what that experience is like at the beginning. Being that it's one of those carnival haunted houses, it's on the, the lower quality scale, like a lot of cardboard cutouts popping out from behind things, a lot of like dimly lit tight corners, not something that a like teenager would be frightened of but something that somebody very small who's never been in one before might be startled by i think that's fair you're definitely uh, a little a little startled particularly when you walk into one room and 
there's a mummy sitting in the like wrapped up kind of laying in the corner and as you walk by it it jumps out at you and you get startled and you let go of your parents hands and the next place that you walk into is a hall of mirrors right and it's crazy in there i mean there's goofy looking reflections you see your mom super tall and you see your dad with like an hourglass shaped head all sorts of goofiness Hot. but then you realize that you're not actually with them anymore you don't really know where they are you're not even seeing reflections of them anymore what do you do i should stop moving but i don't i keep moving calling for them and just hearing echoes and seeing more and more reflections of myself which is not helping because I look terrified. Yeah, so you're seeing more and more reflections of yourself looking terrified and getting more and more distorted and creepy. And you actually walk right into a mirror. You just bump right into it. And you turn around from that mirror and that mummy is right in front of you. And he says, hey, and you you panic and you just push right past him and run. And obviously going through the Hall of Mirrors, it's easy to get turned around and you don't really know where you're going, but you see a hallway that goes in one direction to a creepy strobe light and in the other direction goes to a creepy looking door. Which way do you go? Towards the strobe light. Okay, so you go towards the strobe light and the closer you get, you hear this creepy organ music playing and it's getting louder as you're getting through that strobe light is still just flashing very fast because i mean in 1956 they didn't understand about epilepsy problems Mm -hmm. when you're holding a 1950s rave i mean you, you can't have any kind of these concerns and i think it's safe to say that you're crying a little bit and you run into a woman and you don't like actually run into her you see her there and she has very friendly eyes and she says hey are you are you okay what's are you okay i lost my parents oh boy okay um okay uh yeah i you're not really supposed to be here this is more kind of a part where older kids hang out i'll tell you i'll tell you what and she leans in real close and says do you want to see something cool i would rather just leave can i do that i can help you get out of here. What are your what are your parents' names? William and Jean. William and Jean and she puts a hand on your shoulder and she puts another one like right under her neck and she closes her eyes and goes, "William and Jean." And a flash of light comes out of her hand and just sets a trail going back through the Hall of Mirrors. And it's just a long line of light. And she says, follow that and you will find your parents. Don't tell anyone. She gives you a wink and says, I'm a witch. I'd I'd go with you, but I have to keep an eye on my girlfriend. Go find your parents. You're going to be great. I run. Do you run it, like... I follow the light, but I run. Okay. You follow that light, and it leads you right to your parents. They're outside the haunted house. They are so worried because they were looking for you. They've been waiting for you to come out of the haunted house, and they weren't. They were being told they weren't allowed to go back in to get you, and then you come running out of the haunted house, and they just scoop you up into their arms and give you a big hug. Let's change focus to Cat. Sure. 
Cat, it is your first game. It's your first field hockey game of the season in eighth grade. It's a it's a fun match for you. They put you as fullback for most of the match. You actually score the goal that ties the game up. You are playing against Beverly Junior High Panther Cubs. So you tie the game, then one of your teammates later on, you pass the ball to them and they score the game winning goal. Okay. It's huge. Everyone is so excited and everyone's celebrating. It was a close game. Handshakes after the game where everyone's just talking with each other. The parents are all just kind of shooting the breeze. And one of the girls on the other team comes up to you and says, hi, um, I'm Heather. And I just want to say I was really impressed with you on the field today. I, th- I thought you looked really like you were just really great out there. Thanks. What's your name? I'm I'm Cat. Cat, cool. Nice to meet you. That's can like can we just like talk for a bit? I don't know. You seem you seem real neat. Um what what is the rest of my team doing right now? They're all just like talking with their parents or other players or the coach like it's just kind of everyone's just chilling. Where are my parents? Are they at the game? They are at the game. They are currently talking to a couple of other parents. Okay. So Kat's going to kind of look around and, you know, see that her parents are occupied and she's going to kind of just shrug and be like, okay, I guess. Okay, cool. What kind of things do you like? Um, you know, f- f- I-, I like field hockey. I, li- I like to draw. Really? What kind of things do you like to draw? I like to draw too. Oh, well, what do, you, what do you like to draw? I mean, I mostly just draw in art class and I like I doodle and stuff, but... I like to draw horses. Okay, cool, cool. I like horses. <laughs> They're fast, and I like being fast. Yeah, me too. That's that's one of the best things about field hockey is being able to just, like, really run. Yeah, and you're really good at it. Thanks. You run so fast. Thanks. I just, um, I also really love movies. Like, I've gotten to go to some movies recently. There's one that just came out that was so good. It was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Have you seen that one? No, no, I haven't seen it. I've heard it's good, though. It's so good. I think you'd really love it. It's, oh, it's changed my life. It really, like, made me look at things in a different way, you know? Okay, cool. Yeah, my my parents keep trying to get me to read that book. Um, I'm not much of a reader, though, so. Oh, I hate reading. (laughs) Is Kat just talking to a mirror? (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Like is this an like actual Tyler is this an actual human person or did somebody just put a mirror in front of Cat? It feels I know this because Heather knows this. It feels like it's a mirror. Like you've never made a connection with someone the way that you're making a connection with Heather right now. Does it seem cool or does it seem a little weird that this girl is just so in tune and in sync with everything that Cat is? I'm gonna say to you, it feels cool. Okay, because Aaron oh. thinks that it's super weird and creepy and has a feeling <laughs> that maybe Dan is reacting to a thing that happened on Twitter yesterday. Actually not. No, I wrote this like a week ago. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, then Aaron still has no idea what's going on. So. <laughs> was that thing when I forgot who liked guest on memes? No, no. Okay. Th- this was, maybe it wasn't yesterday. No. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, this, this was when I was like, I have no idea what kind of person Cat would be romantically attracted to. I think maybe she's not. No, it's this is not. Oh, Heather's not, not hitting on her. To that, no. Oh, okay. I mean, it kind of seems like Heather's hitting on her. 
it does, and it's not going to get any better with uh, what I had planned for her to say next, which is, <laughs> you're in Swampskit, I'm in Beverly. That's like 20 minutes away. You should come over sometime. I, I mean, maybe. We would have so much fun. We could practice together. We could, I don't know, just like, you should just come over. I think we would have so much fun. Okay, I mean, like, I, I probably have to go, like, you know, celebrate with my team and stuff, but... I could like give you my phone number or something and maybe we and you could give me yours and maybe we can like set something up. Yeah, that would be that would be great. Yeah, how about this? And at that point, Coach Wilcox is like, Cat, come here, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up. We're gonna talk about the game. Oh, okay, I'll be right there. Uh I can I can hang around for a few, uh, I think. I can kinda wait and we can exchange numbers at that point. Okay. Because I don't have like anything to write on right now. Yeah, me either. Um yeah, okay. I'll I'll see you okay. in a little bit then. Sounds good. Cool. So you go off with your team and talk with Coach Wilcox, who's mostly got really good things to say. You had a really good game, especially for your first game. You impressed everybody. Cool. Awesome. Cat is very pleased to hear that. <laughs> Afterwards, the team huddle breaks and looks like Heather left. Oh. Can't really find her anywhere. But your parents are there and they're like, all right, come on, it's time to go home. We're going to stop and get some ice cream on the way. Oh, I mean, I do love ice cream. Kat's going to kind of just like, just hang on, hang on one second. And she ru- kind of like runs out to the field and like kind of looks in all of the places that might be kind of obvious for Heather to be hanging out. Okay. And I'm assuming doesn't see her. Yeah, no, actually, uh, give me a brains roll. Two. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you don't see her at all. You don't really see... She's standing right in front of me, isn't she? No, <laughs> she's, like she's not. Amazing. But yeah, okay. you don't see really any evidence of like where she would have been. Well, Kat's going to kind of just, like, I guess, shrug and be kind of bummed out, but she's going to go get ice cream with her parents, figuring at some point maybe they'll play this team again. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, what kind of ice cream do you get? Oh, what kind of ice cream does Cat like? The big question. Uh, I feel like Cat's like a... Vanilla with jimmies. With what? <laughs> jimmies. Jimmies. Sprinkles. 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 Oh. Sprinkles. That's what they... definitely what they called them in the 60s. I have never heard that before. Yeah, no, that, that sounds about right. She gets like a vanilla cone with, mm-hmm. I guess, jimmies on it. Perfect. Okay. Am I the only Great. one of us who's never heard of that before? This would be a prime opportunity to have made up a name for Sprinkles and just convince Aaron that that's what that's something. But uh, so we na- made up a name of uh, about Sprinkles based off of one of our Twitter followers, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Congratulations, it been great, Jimmy. Though. I wish we'd done that. <laughs> So yeah, you have a fantastic rest of your night. and The ghost field hockey player never finds you again. Yeah. Then the scene rewinds. And as you go off to go talk to Coach Wilcox, the camera stays on Heather. And as everyone's kind of packing up all of their stuff, a man in a jacket with a hood up sweeps up behind her, grabs her, and... Runs off. Oh, that's bad. It's probably unrelated to any of our story, but... Clearly waiting for the moment when one of the two of you was alone. I'm guessing it's not her uncle. 
Probably not. Fortunately, the the camera, I guess, stays on the two of them as she struggles and knocks his hood off. And it's Ellis. Okay. I'm, this is my surprised face. I'm so surprised. (laughs) Hey everybody, we are, uh, this is our mid-show a shout out. Uh, how's everybody doing? Yay! Oh, Super great! Oh <laughs> At this point <laughs> in the show, me. great! Yay! Yay! We just wanted to take a minute to uh, thank all of our Patreon subscribers, uh, or patrons, I should say. They are fantastic folks and i mean all of our listeners are fantastic folks but these are people who have thrown a little bit of uh money our way to help with putting this whole thing together and we really appreciate that so just wanted to give a quick shout out to colin and chase jen and micah jenny and spectacles ak on twitter uh, which is also how his name shows up in our Patreon. So, uh, Spectacles, AK, thank you very much as well. Y'all are all fantastic folks. So, a big thank you to to all of you. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you. you. Our first bike locked episode, actually, the bike shopping episode, is going to go up. Uh, that'll be available, or that is available already. Actually, it went up on November first. So, have yourselves uh, listen to that if you are a subscriber. If you want to have a listen to it then go to patreon.com slash kidsonbikescast and become a patron. At uh, $5 or more a month, you get access to those episodes. We'll have uh, really great content every month, including interview with the creators of the game, Doug and John. We will have special episodes with us. We'll talk about our process for playing the game and all that. We'll have some really great episodes for you. Super secret access to all of our personal notes that we take while we're playing which will make much less sense if you haven't listened to the episodes (laughs) (laughs) so thank you guys so much for listening our next episode will be going up at the end of november so keep an eye open for that so like and subscribe and tell your friends give us a rating uh all that good stuff follow us on all the social medias and chances are we'll follow you back because we like having friends Oh, one more thing, one more thing. If you want, you should follow uh, Swampskit Library. I follow them on Twitter. Um, And their uh, Twitter handle is, I believe it's Swampskit Library without the A. But I'm going to confirm that. Hold on a sec. It is. It might be the most beautiful library we've ever seen. It is beautiful. We did not do it justice in our show. I have serious library envy. It's just, it's so gorgeous. And that's just online. Swampskit, Swamp Scott, S-C-O-T-T, and then it's library, L-I-B-R-Y. So follow them and, and tell them we sent you. Indeed. And also follow at Play Renegade, that's Renegade Game Studios, and Hunters Entertainment at Outbreak Undead for more information about Kids on Bikes the Game. Indeed. All right, let's get back to the show. Everyone kind of comes out of their memories at the same time. Kat doesn't have a memory of Heather being abducted by Ellis, correct? She just remembers not being able to find her after, and then she got sprinkles. So that was the way that it was until just now. But 
as you were remembering it, your mind's eye rewound. Oh, that the rewind scene actually. Okay. That. Okay. Cool. So okay, you I now have that aspect of that memory as well. Okay. Excellent. Time is still frozen, and Ellis speaks up. You all remember those nights, those days, right? When time's frozen, are we able to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> time is frozen for everyone except for y'all and Ellis. Okay. That so our hollow hollow and i still not in the main dining room yes okay mary nods meg has grabbed mary sue's arm through this whole hallucination mm-hmm. thing that makes sense randall just goes what of it i can make every day like your worst day if you don't give me hollow can we move can we do actions and yes. stuff yes Okay, Mary's pissed. I don't know if that memory was supposed to make her sad or whatever, but it only really pissed her off. So she reaches into her backpack and pulls out one of the boiling hot water bottles. Okay. And she's going to move to spray him with boiling hot water. Okay. Do I have to roll something? Yeah, you're going to roll fight on this. It's pretty charming. It's I'm just <laughs> It's not. It's not. It's, it's the she thing looks about so it. good doing it though. It like it's like all right, I'm gonna roll fight. Oh that is a three. Okay. I'm gonna add six adversity tokens to that roll. Jesus. Because Randall has them all. Because I've got them. Okay. So then tell me what happens. Well, she pulls the water bottle out of her backpack. She unpops the, like, it's like one of those sippy bottles. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like, she unpops the thing. And she says, ding dong, motherfucker, and sprays. And she, she doesn't say mother cusser. She, she full on curses. And she says, this is for threatening my dad. And she sprays it in his face. Okay. He screams very loudly. And the scene at the table very quickly moves. Time reinstates. And everyone reacts to Mary just sprayed hot water in Ellis's face and then they all freeze again. Cat would like to pull so she didn't bring her field hockey stick into the dinner party because she kind of felt like maybe the parents would think something was up but she does mm-hmm. have a field hockey ball in her pocket that she would like to throw just so hard at his head. Okay all right go for would it. Would that be fight? That's gonna be fight. Excellent. That's a nine. Okay. Which is not great. I will add four adversity tokens. That would be better. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Facts. So then narrate that for me. So time has just frozen again, and I assume that the parents are frozen. Yes. But Ellis and the rest of us are not. Correct. So he's like clutching at his face, which is starting Mm -hmm. to like welt up from the boiling hot water in his eyes. And Kat's going to pull the ball out of her pocket. And, like, she's not a ball player by any means, but she doesn't really have another choice right now. So she's going to just haul back and just let that thing fly. And it's going to hit him, like, just right in the temple. Oh, okay. He's going to fall over, and time is going to reinstate again. And pretty much everyone at the table gives a resounding, What are you doing? Mary, Kat, what are you doing? Why are you... take everyone... And go back over to our house. I don't. don't I don't want Mary you to ask Sue, any questions right now. Just that. go take everyone except for Ellis back to our house. Mom, you have to. Cat, we're not gonna just. Dad? You just attacked. You just threw a. It's hockey not safe. Ball. 
Mom, you have to go. Dad, you have to go. Look, uh, there's no, Dad, we have no reason to. take them back to our house. They'll be safe there. And then everything freezes again. And Ellis stands up and says, hold on. I think that you feel like you have all the cards. I still have some cards left to play. And he reaches down under the table and in one big jerk and pull lifts Walter up off the ground. Who was under the table? He was under the table. <laughs> and dreaming? No, 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 no. Maybe a little. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> he was a little sleepy. <laughs> uh, he's definitely sleeping. He is very unconscious and he is tied up and he is looking worse for wear. Would you say he's he's trussed up like a Thanksgiving turkey? I don't think I would. <laughs> Here's the thing. You have someone I want. I have someone you want. How about we trade and no one gets hurt? You have two someones we want. Where's Heather? Oh. <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Heather's long gone. Cat's going to rush him. Okay. All right. Randall's going to try and stop her. Commander to stop. Okay. So then it's going to be fight from Cat. It's going to be grit from Randall and fight from Ellis as well. So everybody roll. So wait, Randall, you're trying to make me stop a bum rush by just saying, hey, cat, don't? <laughs> or are you like gonna try to physically restrain me? Oh, no, no, no. I, I've got a hell of a grit roll here. No, I know that, but I'm like in motion headed towards him. I mean, I might be about to fall on my face. I'm just wondering exactly what your plan here is. It's, it's gonna be- Because I do not it's going fall to be to flat on my face. It's going to be to partly restrain you physically, but mostly command you with presence. Cat, what did you get for your fight roll? I got a 16. Okay. Randall, what did you get for your grit roll? Five. Okay. So Randall just kind of goes, wait. <laughs> as Cat charges forward to rush Ellis, and Ellis, as you charge forward, Ellis just drops Walter on the ground and just moves out of the way of your attack. Whatever it was that you were trying to do, he just dances right out of the way. Just barely, though. Like, to enumerate it, it's like one more than you got. <laughs> oh, that's really unfortunate because I feel like Kat probably ends up, like, running into the table and knocking the wind out of herself because that's what would happen if she was trying to bum rush somebody who suddenly just wasn't there. If the difference in role had been greater, that probably would have happened. But since it was only a one, then not really anything bad is going to happen, except that okay. you're just like... She just looks real silly. You just kind of Scooby-Doo at him. Your pride <laughs> is bruised. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, can, I, can I use a psychic power card? Yes, you certainly may. I'd like Hollow to create a thunderstorm in the dining room, please. Okay. Oh, yes. That one sounds good. So, with that... Uh, you are using her Atmokinesis card. Yes. Describe to me the scope of the thunderstorm you're wanting her to make. Well, ideally, it would be like Charlie Brown style, just a dark thundercloud right over Ellis's head. But okay, that would be ideal. Uh, roll 2d4 for me. All right. Four. 
Okay. So she's able to do that. Basically make just a thunderstorm right over his head. And it is raining. Lightninging? There's some lightning. Yes. Mostly it is in the cloud. It hasn't actually like struck down on him yet. But as she's focusing on doing that, her nose does start bleeding. She's still in the basement. That's right. She is in the basement, isn't she? She can't do that then. She is not doing that. Never mind. Depending on where the door to the basement is, she could be listening from the other side of it and hearing all of this, and she could be like, hey, it sounds like now would be a good time for some weather to happen. If I may, it is Kat's house. It is. And there's a door to the basement just like right out in the hallway outside the dining room. Perfect. Kat would know. All right. So it's very convenient. (laughs) Is that also kind of near the staircase, the front staircase? Upstairs. It sure is. Oh, it's so good. Garrett can hear what's happening too. Yeah, because the basement to the stairs are right underneath the the stairs. The basement to the stairs, is that a thing I just said? Uh The Uh stairs to the basement are right underneath the stairs to the upstairs. Perfect. Perfect. How convenient. (laughs) So convenient. So convenient. Hollow kind of pokes her head out and starts. And a thunderstorm just appears right over Ellis and it starts raining and he goes, ah, ah, I don't like this. Uh, I'm really happy that it's at least a mild annoyance. That's really, I feel like I've really used the card well. That's important. Oh, God, this is, oh, come on. Somebody throw a fork at him. Give him a mini conductor. Fork that guy up. It's now raining on him, and he is going to look directly at you, Mary Sue, and he's going to start going. So I don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again, but when Kat tried to rush him before, she ended up behind him, right? (laughs) She ended up more like to his side. Awesome. So he's not looking at her because he's focused real hard on Mary. She spears him. Correct. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna rush him again. Just tackle, tackle. It's a, it's a wrestling move. Spear him. You're going right for his midsection. You want to get full air before you hit. Yeah, I was gonna just like go right. Yeah, just like right for his side. Yep. Now, if you had the hockey stick, you literally could try to spear him. I could, but I didn't bring the hockey stick because I knew my mom would yell at me. Okay. So then here's what we're going to do. We're going to have four simultaneous rolls here. Jesus. Okay. So should I ignore the roll I just did and roll again? Did you roll fight? I did. Then yes, keep that roll. Okay. That's fine. Mary Sue. Yeah. Roll flight for me. Okay. And Ellis is simultaneously rolling fight and flight. I got a five. Okay. Uh, What did you get on your fight roll? I got a 12. Okay, cool. Uh Uh-oh, I don't like that face. That face is evil. Did you take, Kat, your adversity token for fudging up your first attack? I did not. May Will it do me any good to take that and apply it to this one, or do I just get another adversity token? Neither. Oh. You are successful in your spearing. Oh, excellent. So I take the adversity token that I didn't take before. Correct. Sweet. So you spear Ellis. Narrate that for me. I imagine Ellis is standing there doing his humming thing, like with his, either his hands on his head or his fists up by his face or something that really just allows like that whole really uh, vulnerable midsection Mm -hmm. 
to to be his arms are actually raised up as he's trying to protect himself from the rain. Yeah. Even better. So they're like just so far out of the way. So Kat's gonna just like put her head down and just go for it and catch him right in that soft spot between his hip and his rib cage nice. with her shoulder. My kidney spot. And yeah. she's gonna just like put everything she's got into it. And if you will recall, she is very fast. She is. And <laughs> If there's oh. one thing we know. And she's also <laughs> pretty fast. strong because she rose crew in her off season. Mm-hmm. So she hits him just so hard. Can he fall down? Uh, he definitely <laughs> falls down. Excellent. So he falls down. So And, and she like kind of lands on top of him. Okay. Uh, like he's a little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey now. Because <laughs> she already tackled a Remember, little girl. Like with, it's funny. Oh, there yeah. we go. There we yeah. go. Okay. Yeah. I see. Oh, got it. I okay. See. I was like, I hey, had you, hey, James. Some little girl. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought you were just being gross and sexist, right. but no. Was, Carry on. Like that's out of that character. That was a callback. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're just reminding you of the time you tackled a child. <laughs> Mary Sue. Yeah. You start to feel a little hot under the collar. Like in a like in like a, a like a sexy way? No. <laughs> oh, okay. He's setting you on fire. Like in a, oh, you were gotcha. about to be on fire, but then the person casting a fire spell on you got tackled. So you're not on fire. Oh, that feeling. Okay, cool. But you were about to be. Do I take an adversity token? No. Okay. Because you saved against the, the fight attack from Ellis, who rolled a three. So Ellis gets okay. a bunch of adversity tokens on this, though. So right. Oh, no. That's no, I'm kidding. That's not a thing. Ellis doesn't get adversity tokens. He just gets okay. his ass beat. Excellent. So while all this fighting with Ellis is going on, can Meg use an adversity token to get a useful item to help free <laughs> Walter? That yeah, would be good. definitely. Okay. So there's a Which dinner way? table is set for dinner. So, like, there's <laughs> definitely place? a knife you can use to cut. His rope's free. Okay, so Meg's definitely doing that while all of this nonsense is happening. Awesome. That's a good girlfriend right there. That's right. <laughs> find you a find you a girl who free you when a witch takes you hostage. Yeah. And so yeah, so what are what is everybody doing at this point? Ga- um, Garrett, so what are you up to during all of this? I went through the rooms upstairs looking for objects that would create heat. So like lighters, uh, candles that could be lit and then thrown. All I know is that Ellis doesn't like heat. So I'm trying to work with that. Okay. So I'm going to say you were able to find like one small lighter, but you were also able to find an electric blanket. Ooh. So. How long would you say the cable on that electric blanket is? Let me roll for that. Let me roll for that. Hold on. 17 feet! (laughs) It was meant to be two feet. So I am going to... How many adversity tokens is it for me to be unassuming? I'm going to sneak downstairs, and I'm going to try very hard not to be seen because I have the power of unassuming, which means I can uh, spend two tokens to not be seen. And I'm going to bring that blanket downstairs... And once Ellis has been tackled to the ground, I'm going to rush, wrap, and plug in that blanket. And then we all have to sit on him because it's going to take 10 minutes to warm up. (laughs) (laughs) So roll me a fight to run in and wrap it around him and plug it in. Four. All right. 
So you dash in and you wrap that blanket around him and you try and find the end of the cord and you just can't get a hold of it. Take yourself an adversity token. Can somebody have Hollow help me with her dexterity? (laughs) And at this point, Randall yells at everybody, get back. And then he's going to use the psychic and he's going to look at Hollow and he's going to use the psychic token for fire. Awesome. Because inside that blanket is wire that's going to catch on fire anyway. Inside that blanket might also be Cat, who is kind of lying on top of Ellis. That's why I'm saying get out of there. Right. I'm tangled in a blanket? Roll flight. Roll flight. Yep. Okay. So here's how we're going to do sorry. this. So did I tell you guys how many psychic energy tokens you had at the beginning of no. this? That's on no. me. I thought you said six, but I might be making that up. You have six left now. You had eight at the beginning of it. Oh. Cool. Okay. So with this, we're gonna roll another two d four to have to have Hollow use her her powers. That's gonna be a six total. All right. So Cat, go ahead and roll flight. Okay. And I'm gonna use the right die this time. Good idea. <laughs> As opposed to all the other times when I kept getting fight and flight confused. This episode, I know what I'm doing. Woo-hoo. That's a six. Okay. Awesome. And. Awesome like I get away, or awesome like I'm now on fire? Awesome like you get away. Garrett, Sweet. Okay, also good. roll flight for me. Nine. Okay, great. You're both able to successfully get away. And Hollow focuses and starts humming, and that blanket catches on fire. Just, and Hollow faints. Has dinner already been served on the table? Can we, like, grab some stuff? No, there is no food currently on the table. What kind of shitty tell me dinner table is... <laughs> Please tell me you just wanted to throw a whole turkey at somebody, because that's kind of what I want to do. <laughs> Meg grabs a, uh, a sandwich out of her backpack, throws it to Randall to go run over to give it to Hollow. Yep, and Randall's going to gonna go over to Hollow, and, and, and he's... Do I need to roll for that? No. Okay, so I'm just I'm just propping her up. So she's probably on the ground kind of sitting, but I'm propping her up so that she's not, like, passed out. And then I'm just trying to help get some bites of that sandwich down so she's got at least a little bit of energy. It is very difficult to do because she is very, very tired. So you need to, like, help her chew, like, move her jaw up and down and then, like, massage Uh her throat. (laughs) Randall's Randall's read the Boy Scout handbook. Right? That's people who are in distress. Good point. Okay, great. Just to recap, kind of just to paint a picture of the scene here. <laughs> Time is frozen. Okay. All right. Walter has just been cut free. Randall is force feeding Hollow. <laughs> And Ellis is on the ground on fire. <laughs> yep. Cool. 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 Where are our parents? Did they leave? Uh, no, they they're, they're still frozen, frozen in their chairs. They're frozen at okay. the table. Okay. I just needed to be sure. Can we move them? <laughs> they're now moving themselves because time has unfrozen. Woo-hoo! Because the person freezing time is on fire. Is on fire. <laughs> right. So sure. we need to protect that fire on fire person and make sure none of the adults who are presumably confused and concerned from helping him. Yeah, if I mean, you it- want to try and convince adults to not put out the other person who's on fire, 
We did set fire in Kat's house. <laughs> Let me do some quick math here. Hold on. One, it's, two. It's cool, three, guys. Four, Let our five, parents six, release eight. the demon. Okay. I mean, witches don't burn, y'all. <laughs> no, it's float. Witches don't now float. See. They burn because they're made of wood. Ed is there, correct? Ed is there, yes. Okay, Randall's going to look directly at him, and I'm going to roll grit on this to try and convince at least my dad to get out of this house. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be grit or charm. Is it charm instead? Yeah, I think this is going to be charm. All right. It's going to be an eight. Okay. Take those adversity tokens. All right. So they, so they, they have, so time has stopped, but as far as they're concerned, they've seen us and then we're then like blur, 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 holy crap, fire. And then now we slow down again. Like they've already, they remember having the, the conversation and, and all this stuff. So like, Mm -hmm. I can't suddenly be like, okay, if everyone wants to make their way and like try and charm them to like, kind of just like pay no attention to the man on fire. Me. Did we uh, cover Ellis's head with the blanket before we lit it on fire? Can they see that it's him? They can see that it's him. I, I feel like to them there was like no time from Ellis saying it's about damn time to... Which like rude. <laughs> right. Y'all attacking him. Right. Less rude. To he's on the <laughs> ground on fire. It was right. just like flash, flash, flash to them. That escalated quickly. It did. <laughs> and they are not happy. What do they do? So they stand up there. Like, there's a lot of screaming going on. Well, I mean, they haven't even been served their their appetizers yet, so I understand. <laughs> They're hangry. Cats definitely ruined their dinner party. Cat's mother gets up and uh, goes to the kitchen to get some water to try and put out the fire i i think mary is going to stand between the door to the kitchen and the flaming uh pile of ellis um in a sort of you shall not pass sort of way okay brandishing the um the 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 second hot water bottle roll brawn to try and stop cat's mother from pushing her way through she rolled a three all right cat's mom rolled a six mm. god she's so strong take that god. adversity token and get knocked out of the way as she just damn this strong family <laughs> your jeans fills suck. up a big old bowl of water and goes and throws it on ellis who is screaming this whole time because he's on fire well mary you still have that hot water bottle can, I will can, empty. Can you force it into his mouth? Ooh. Burn him from the inside That's out. Good. Without catching yourself on fire. Well, he's out, right? So, like... Is he completely out? Uh, the fire's not completely out yet. I'd like to try and, 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 and squirt boiling hot water down his gullet. Okay. That's going to be a fight roll. Right into his gizzard. Mm-hmm. Tom Turkey. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> We may have found the one topic in which James cannot pun. Five. So with a five, you are able to get it in his mouth Mm -hmm. and spray some hot water in there. But then Mike scoops you up. What are you doing? Mary Sue, stop. She's just shrieking. She's just like, like, it's Mary. (laughs) (laughs) 
like arms flailing, feet flailing, head flailing, like get off of me. Okay. She's never experienced before. I just want to add a history that this is. Yeah, uh, this is definitely out of character. This is, yeah. is the bottle. Meg, is the bottle still there? The the bottle is still in his mouth. I'm gonna yell, cat, go finish the job. Meg, what are you doing? I'm calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> Meg nice. is the only sensible person in this room. Oh yeah, I'm cool <laughs> under pressure, peeps. All right. Um, oh, nice. We're just gonna we're gonna pause everything real quick and have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, who does she get? Who's on duty? Nine one one. What's your emergency? Oh, oh damn it! Uh, Hi, uh, there. There's a fire. There's a fire at um oh crap where am I uh four two zero Mayflower Lane we need we the, there's nice. a fire blaze it blaze it <laughs> blaze. yeah blaze. it's blaze. fully blazing right now <laughs> oh, could boy. not blaze more it is burning in okay. a real way You're welcome okay um what's the okay so it's a fire great how'd yeah, that start um. <laughs> That's not important. Well, we're sending people now, but we, I need you to yes, ta- keep need, talking to me. We need some me. police officers here. We found the bad dude who keeps stealing kids. Okay, great. We we're found s- Walter Green. We're we se- found Walter Green. Amazing. Great. We're sending cops and firemen. Tell us how the fire started, please. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was a dinner accident. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like one of those kids that I apologized to the other day. Oh, This is, is this Officer, Officer Guerra. Yeah. Is this Margaret? Man. Yes. Huh. You sure yeah. keep coming up a lot, you you crew. Your your little friends. Yeah, because the witches keep following us. Oh, hold on. The witches. <gasps> oh no. Fuck. Wrong word. Okay, so I Sand think witches. I see what's going on here. So your kitchen's on fire. Because the witches are following you. Ugh. No. You're, you're playing a game, right? No. You want me to play along? It's a prank. Game. You want me to play along? Why do all the adults think we're playing pranks all the time? I don't think what this is, is a is prank. It? I just assume it's a game. <sighs> no. Come on. We just need that. We need We need firemen. We need police officers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're sending them. Uh, at this point, roll uh, charm for me. Oh, I'm damn totally it. <laughs> I was one of the good ones. I'm or at least four. one of the not as bad ones. All right. I'm going to give is... four adversity tokens to that roll. I'm an eight. <laughs> I'm super charming. Apparently. I've got one I have I one, I have one to give it. as well. <laughs> now I'm at a nine. Okay, so whose adversity token did you take there? She took mine. She took four of mine. Right. And then either... And then James offered one. Okay. And Perfect. I offered one. Oh, so now my charm is at a 10. Okay. Uh, so then, yeah. All right. All right. Fine. Okay. Look, we'll. I'll go ahead and send... Thank you, Officer Grant. An ambulance and fire truck. I mean, they. I had already sent them. I was just about to call them back to say it's a game. But maybe just to be safe, they're on their way. Thank you, sir. We would never, ever give false information to a police officer. We just wouldn't. All right, you don't need to. You don't need to do that. <laughs> I know what you're doing here. We do appreciate your apology from the other day. We know it's not your fault that Officer Ross is a cusshole. Hey, come on, Jasper's trying his best. You know we're right about that one. I mean, yeah, I do, but he's still trying his best. I have to say something. 
We do respect the officers of the law, sir. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Great. So that happened. <laughs> In the meantime, Kat, are you going to try and finish the job? I mean, yes. Okay. Of course. So what do I need to roll for force feeding Stomp a rocket. flaming man or a, an on fire man boiling water? So this is going to be a fight roll for you. Cool. And uh, your mother is going to be trying to throw water on the rest of the fire on him. And We got to soak off. He's going to be basically rolling a fight as well. So. Yeah, I feel like better at this than her mom, but I guess we'll find out when I let this die go, huh? Mom, yep. fight. Yeah. Mom, fight. Mom, mom, well, fight. That's a three. Okay. Take an adversity token. Yep. As you're ro- like you're running up as your mom throws the water. I was halfway up the stairs on the way to get my other hockey stick so I could hit something with it. Would it have made more sense if I tried to finish the job? I, mean, I never maybe, actually but at I this never point, actually said I was no, gonna go get the hockey stick. I just Gosh, typed dang. that in the chat. So we can ignore that. The uh <laughs> the water hits you in the face. Cool. But also the rest of the water then douses the fire and also Ellis is able to spit the hot water bottle out of his mouth. And he's just, he's going, "Ah, ah, ah." Can I punch him? I don't like that noise. I really want to punch him. How's how's Hollow doing? She's okay. She's... Is like, she chewing on her own? She is chewing on her own. Oh. I'd, I'd like to fight my dad. Can I do something to try and get out of my dad's once once calming embrace? Yes, you <laughs> definitely can. Go ahead and roll fight for me. Damn it. Okay. Fine, I will. Three. Cool. Taking I'll adversity token. Down. Yeah, I'm just going to put that right there. Yeah, it's a yeah. good call. You try and fight your way out, and he's just... <laughs> Holding you tighter and saying, calm down, Mary Sue, calm down. Just tuning up bites bikes makes him so strong. Just so he's got those beefy forearms. Is Bikeceps. Is he's Hollow got the recovered enough to attempt another psychic move? I mean, you can go for it, yeah. I wanna ask her to try and replace Ellis's memories of wanting to hurt all of us with something much less aggressive. Okay. Wanting to buy us some ice cream. With Jimmy's. Uh, so then roll 2d4. 2d4. And Ellis is going to roll brains to try and stop everything. Oh, no. Do I have 2d4? That's a fun question, Ellis, too. PhD. And you can just roll 1d4 twice. Yeah, I got a six. Okay. Or wait, does that one four explode? Uh, no. Poop. They I got explode. a six. So yeah, you for the two d four rolls, you want those to be lower. The higher it is, oh. the more of an exertion it is on hollow to do. Oh, rats. Beans. Beans, indeed. Also, Ellis got a thirty nine on his brains roll. Oh, Good shit. lord! He hates us more than ever. He's <laughs> he just fine. forgets for a minute why he hates us and wants us to die. <laughs> he thought of a new reason. 
you tried to bust his memories up like a shiffer robe. Uh, yeah, so he's not happy. Like he was already. I mean, true. <laughs> we did Now he's fire. mad. I still want to punch him. He is going. <laughs> Randall's going to stand up now, even though Hollow's not going to be feeling well. Okay. He's he's going to stare at Ellis. He's he's going to he's just going to yell, "Ellis, will you take me instead?" Cousin, no. Cat, leave it alone. Can I punch Ellis or Randall? I'll punch either of them at this point. Double punch. Time freezes. <sighs> for everyone, including y'all, except <laughs> Randall. Cuss. And Ellis gets up very slowly. Would you say that again? Would you take me instead? Instead of who? Hollow. Hollow is non-negotiable. The witch mother needs Hollow. For what? Oh, you'd love to know that. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's my place to say. I mean, you can, I guess, try and roll to convince me. Why would he say that? <laughs> would it be charm? Yeah, go ahead and roll charm for me. And see if you can get him to monologue a bit. Garrett, summon Glinda. I got a nine. Oh, man, I'd set it at ten. <laughs> oh, do you, can I give him an adversity token? Because I have one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Does it is a tie bad? Do I need to give him one too? Does that mean that he wins on convincing Ellis to take him with him? That's a great no. question. Cuz No, it's it's I to tell really to tell his plan. To go. Yeah, yeah. He's I want him to tell okay. me why Hollow has to go. Yeah. Cool. Just making sure that I was aware of what I was helping you do. <laughs> also also need to know even though time has frozen and we are frozen, can we hear what's happening? No. Fuck. Okay. It was worth asking. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I need to know where my loopholes are. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I operate. Ties, ties are good. Ties are fine. All right. So. Okay. Then I will hold on to mine. Well, no one has seen the power that she has ever. Like, she's more powerful at her age than even the witch mother was. And the witch mother wants that. She needs a new body and she's gonna take hollows. And there's not a thing you're gonna do to stop it, but I'll offer you this. Walter was in the wrong place at the wrong time and was marked. I can pass that mark off from him to you and you will be marked and you will be there's no easy way to say it you're gonna get eaten by the witch mother and walter goes free or you stay free and fine leave us the cuss alone and walter comes with us i'll take my cussing chances let him go god damn it randall all right <sighs> randall has more meat on his bones though so like this church drumstick hey drumstick yeah! <laughs> Good job, James. Thank you, I did it. It's turned into Vor real fast. So, Ellis grins the creepiest cussing grin you've ever seen and just reaches up and snaps his fingers. And all of a sudden, Randall, you feel the feeling of four dozen pairs of eyes on you. You feel watched. And you feel uneasy. And time starts up for everyone again. 
only this time Ellis isn't there and neither is Randall. Kids on Bikes stars James Anderson, David Hanna, Diana Hanna, Kate Harlow, Aaron King, and Daniel Spencer. Follow Renegade Studios at Play Renegade on Twitter for more information about the game. Check us out at kidsonbikescast.com and check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash kidsonbikescast to see how to get access to secret bike-locked episodes and first dibs on our merchandise. Thank you for listening to Kids on Bikes.